0: Two, three, four. And Lauren is Italian prayer before meals uh, that she learned in a zelo. Okay, Lauren.
1: Adafino, Adafino to Santo. Santo Maria. Okay. Ave Maria. Fais signore con te. Grazie, signore con te. Sentami. te ame. Sole, sole lucente. Sole lucente. Sole. Vita, sole, sole, sole. Oh, oh, oh. OK, what's the matter? I don't know, what is it? That's the pattern? Celeste. 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 You left the...
0: Chalo, chalo... Chalo, chalo, chalo... Oh, oh, Okay, what's well the one you used to play where you, you run around the... Game, remember? I don't know. Another one. I'm thinking...
1: i mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh. oh, one. from the father, father, Oh, father, father, Daddy, would sad. Ta 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 mondo da sta... da. Hello, La make of any other to do at Can you spell your name? How
0: do you spell Lauren? Okay.
1: L-A-U-R-E-N.
0: Can you spell Susan?
1: S-U-S-A-N. You spell Trent? T. Is it an R? Mm-hmm.
0: R-E. That's the E. Why? I was looking for a tape to uh, tape on to send you see what was on it, and saw that it was some of the kids that um, So I guess, back in 82. uh, And I already taped this on a tape for the kids. And evidently, I had, I don't know, made this one, and then found, re-taped it on the running tape. But this is an extra, and I didn't need it ...into it. I enjoyed listening to some of the old things they were saying. You, being around them on a daily uh, basis, you forget how much they change from year to year. Uh, Today is um, Friday, the 3rd of February, 1984, and it's ten fifteen here. I had these big plans today that I was going to um, Do sewing. The sewing's been, well the mending has been mounting up on the sewing machine. I haven't had time to sit down for weeks so I was staying home today and I had cleaned house yesterday so that was out of the way and I was going to sew all morning long. Well, the socket is broken in Lauren's, in Susan's room. She only has one outlet and the cover came off and when it did it tore the wires out from the cover. And Jim has not been home to fix it. And uh, so we have no outlet in there. So I thought, well, I'll use the bathroom outlet. That's the closest one. But I only had one extension cord and it wouldn't reach. The other two extension cords are under the living room rug. They go to one of the lamps and to the TV respectively. So respectively. And that's just too much of a hassle to move the furniture off the rug, roll the rug up. So it'll just have to wait until Jim can fix that outlet. Maybe I can get him to do it when he comes home tonight before we go out. And uh, since he's going to be gone all day tomorrow, he's gotten to now to where he works till, I don't know, 7 or 7.30 at night. And then the weekends, he's gone going in and working all day, both. Saturday and Sunday, he goes, stays after church and works until late afternoon and he goes in the morning, mid-morning, Saturday and stays till late afternoon. He's trying to do this CNGS course thing. He's got to have it completed by the end of um, March, it's a correspondence course he's taking. And uh, he's got to have it completed then so that they'll okay him to take the resident two-week phase this summer and then he'll be finished with, have that behind him but it's a prerequisite for the new job he's gonna have at Fort Devons. So it's, until he does finish it, it's just a lot of work he's gotta put in away from the family, and there are a lot of things that need to be done around here that I either don't want to do or can't do that he needs to do, and by the time he gets home, he doesn't have any time to do it, and then he's not here on the weekends to do anything. Tomorrow morning, well, tomorrow he won't get any study time because he's going to um, the furniture factories tomorrow morning. He's borrowed Al Wandrasik's van and uh, going to take it up there and bring back the two curio cabinets and uh, the coffee table. And what's nice is a dollar has gone up uh, against the lira a hundred, a hundred more than it was when we ordered it back at Thanksgiving time. Um, in fact, when I bought, when did I buy? I bought Wednesday. I got seventeen, seventeen hundred thirteen lira to the dollar. And then the next day, yesterday, it dropped down to 17.05, so I was really glad I bought when I did. because uh, when you're talking about a million lira, that's a lot of lira. Uh, so let me see, I, we got your tapes, I listened to them right away and I made notes, and both the tapes were, they were not good quality tapes. I had, like you said, one tape was fouled up and other tapes just had a lot of, um, it was not static, but it, reverberation type in the tape, like, you know, if you play a tape too loud and you're getting reverberation of sounds, what it was like, so they were very difficult to listen to. Normally I like to listen to them and, you know, try to get something else done while I'm doing it, but with these I just had to sit right there and pay attention to uh, the tapes. Uh, Also, it was difficult to know what tape was what because your directions on there were not clear. Part of the number was scratched out or something, and I didn't know which tape to start on, so it was just the tapes were very unsatisfactory, but I did enjoy listening to you all and hearing from you. I'm glad, Daddy, that you've started your job, and I think it'll be nice for you to get out and be with your old cronies again and learn some new jokes, maybe. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I'm glad you have something to do with your time. Uh, I didn't know that Mr. Anderson had died, but, uh, I know this neighborhood's probably changed a whole lot since you know, I lived there. You mentioned the Gandy kids down the street. I never had really had any contact with them. I wouldn't know them if I ran into them. I can't even remember what they looked like as kids. Uh, I'm glad grandmother's eye is better. I hated to hear about her fall, um, but I guess you're gonna run into situations like that As uh, you know, as long as she lives by herself and doesn't have anybody really there to watch her. Uh, It's just a good thing, you know, that you call every day, Mother, and and make sure everything's okay. Uh, I hope by now you all have found out how to work the cappuccino machine. From the best I can figure out, from, you know, having watched how they do it in the bars and everything, it should tell you, I think it did, because I read the directions over before we bought it. It tells you where to put the water and everything to make the coffee, and then that little silver tube, little spout thing that comes out. This is where the vapor comes out to foam your milk. So what you do is you take a cup or a container of milk and you fix it so that you hold it up so that the spout is inserted into it and then you, it bubbles out and it foams your milk and then you pour that over the cappuccino. And then the Italians a lot of times too also have a little shaker of cocoa and then they'll just kind of shake the cocoa over the, uh, over the foamy milk on top and give it a shake or two. But let me know how, you know, how it's uh, doing. I think I may have told you that Anita gave the Colonel one and she said it was unsatisfactory right at first and she was gonna, I told her, you know, that we had sent them for Christmas presents to our parents and I asked her, you know, let me know if she found any tricks of the trade in in using them. So how are your teeth doing, mother? It was kind of difficult to follow you as to exactly what you're having done. I I got the gist of what it's supposed to accomplish, but it just kind of boggles the mind to try to think what they were doing. So um, let me know what what happens. Susan has got another loose tooth. It's the first one she's had in a long time. She hasn't lost any teeth in quite some while, but it's one of the little eye teeth on the bottom. And um, of course I've saved all her teeth. I've got them in a little, Container, she doesn't know that but one day you know I'll give them to her. Lauren still doesn't have any loose teeth and uh, doesn't seem to be in a hurry to lose any at all. You know Susan I believe, firmly believe, worried hers out. You know she was always pulling on them and shaking them and everything really wanted to lose teeth and Lauren has no desire seems to lose teeth at all. Uh, Susan's two front teeth do seem to be going moving closer together as the teeth next to them are coming in, but it's too bad that those teeth are, you know, they're up too far in her gum. So the child's definitely gonna have to have some braces. And poor Lauren's teeth are such a mess in her mouth. She's she's got such a tiny mouth and just, there's not enough room for her teeth. I can see right now that she's probably gonna have to experience what John and Lee did, you know, pulling some permanent teeth out make room for all her teeth to come in and maybe you know we'll be lucky and that's all she'll need when her teeth come in we'll just have to wait and see um i hated to hear about Anne's money and keys being stolen but you know it wasn't very bright to do that i remember i had a purse stolen in um, high school my senior year in high school when i was business edit- editor of the mercy in newspaper and i remember dad had come by to take post office to get all the copies mailed out and we were loading them into the car and dumbly i mean the car was parked right there in front of the school i had a little clutch bag and i left it sitting there while we were loading in and out of the car and somebody evidently just walked by and picked it up and i remember my greatest loss was you know not that i had any money but that i was carrying all my makeup in there and at the time this really struck me as you know the greatest loss of all i lost all my makeup and I learned a lesson and to that day, to this day, I don't carry much makeup in my purse at all, a lipstick and maybe a compact and that's it. And I have never carried you know, a lot of makeup in my purse. Um, I didn't know about the New Orleans Fair that they were gonna be having one this summer. We're thinking seriously about shipping our car into New Orleans um, and then driving back to Massachusetts. Fly from here to Massachusetts when we come back to the States, so coming on home we'll have to pay for it ourselves, and if we were to fly home and then fly back to New York and pick the car up, that would just be more plane fare. So right now what we're planning on doing is, well it depends on where Jim's takes his course. He was planning on going to Munich the two weeks. The kids and I were going to come home about mid-June uh, when he left to go to Munich. And we were going to come home and spend the two weeks in Alabama. And then Jim was going to fly into Boston and check out the post and housing and whatever, decide if we wanted to move on, hou- on post or uh, buy a house. And then he was going to fly on to Alabama. We picked the car up and uh, then drive back to Massachusetts. But I broached the subject earlier this week to him that um, the same course that they're offering in Munich is offered in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, at uh, university there. And it would be nice if he could, we could all come home together, and then he could take the course there. And it's a two-week course. He could come to Mobile on the weekend and um, you know, wouldn't have to worry about flying home separately. So he said he would call Vicenza and uh, the fellow who's in charge of the course up there and talk to him and see if it's possible to do that. And uh, this was Tuesday night, I brought the subject up to him and I have forgotten to ask him anything about it. So I don't know if he's remembered to call or not. So we'll just have to see how that goes. But uh, I told him I really felt like we should, one of us on our way into country, stop by Fort Devon since Boston's not that far from New York and check it out and uh, check see what housing is like. Uh, Jim is of the opinion right now that um, if the officer's housing for his rank is decent housing and large enough that we should move into post housing. Rationale being that um, it would be a lot cheaper for us. We are given so much money housing allotment each, e- each month. And if we're living in government housing, they take, they just subtract this housing allotment from our pay. And right now I think our housing allotment is, I don't know, between four and $500, I believe. Uh, $400 and $500 is not much in Boston to pay for a house plus utilities. See, that's where they'll eat us up, is utilities. Um, Because I'm really afraid of the winters there and the heating bill. I'm sure they don't have any air conditioning, but the heating bills could be really bad. So uh, we have heard, talking to a few people from that area and to Father Logue, that the quarters are supposed to be really nice and roomy So that's an option of us moving into post-housing. You know, we've never lived in post-housing before, Uh, Well, we've really never had the opportunity to because neither uh, Fort Harrison or Fort McPherson had available quarters for us. They had very few quarters. So we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, too, once we do get our orders, which we're expecting maybe in a week or so, um, we'll get a sponsor and our sponsor will write to us and let us know the poop on what's happening and what housing is like and, and things like that. Jim did call Fort Devens and talked to a sergeant who used to work for him here and uh, in fact he was his NCO in charge here and the same sergeant will be working for Jim there which you know small world was asking him about housing costs and he said you know a reasonable house something you'd want would be between eighty and a hundred thousand dollars. And of course we're We've got, we've got so much furniture now too. We need a big house. We need something with a formal dining room and we want four bedrooms and we want a living room uh, den. And Jim would like a basement and kids want a fireplace and stairs, that's their thing. They want, they each want their own room. They want a fireplace and stairs. Uh, fireplace I'd go along with, I'm not sure about the stairs but I'm sure in government housing we have stairs. But I I laugh at them saying they want their own rooms, because hardly a night goes by that they don't get in bed with each other and go to sleep. And uh, yet they want their own rooms. So we'll just have to wait until we get a sponsor and find out all the ins and outs about that. Um, I'm getting kind of, I'm ready to move, I guess. Italy living, three and a half years of it now, it's kind of getting to me all the well, like today, I couldn't sew because the outlets, the plugs out of the wall and didn't have enough extension cords. And, you know, it's just a, a real hassle sometimes. I had bridge a couple weeks ago, and uh, on Monday, we, I had the lady, three ladies coming for lunch for the bridge thing, and my bombola on the stove gave out Saturday, Sunday afternoon. And, you know, I had this real nice dinner lunch planned I was gonna make and uh, the bombola went out and I couldn't, the one in the um, dryer had a different type of opening and it wouldn't fit on the regulator for the stove and the Bombola Place's club was closed and it was, you know, just inconveniences like that not being able to use your stove. So I called Camilla and asked her, could I come down and boil some pasta? And she said, yeah, went down there and boiled pasta and made a salmon salad and a coleslaw and had that for, uh, for lunch. And then we went out for pizza that night because we couldn't cook. You know, just, just the little inconveniences and forgetting to put the hose in the toilet and overflowing the bathroom when you wash clothes and uh, never knowing when you're going to run out of heating oil for the heat, heater. And it'll be nice to get back to the real world again. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, you were talking about pipes bursting due to cold, you know Do they just not use decent pipes there because up north you don't hear about pipes bursting for coal I mean, we lived in Indianapolis and you know how cold it was there and we never had to worry about any pipes bursting So, you know, what's the problem that people have pipes bursting all the time? Um, You were talking about Nita and Coyd putting in carpet in their rental house across the street. I didn't realize that they were renting that house out. I had just assumed that they had, um, sold it. But, um, that's something we might consider when we get to Fort Devens, if we move into post-housing, is taking our money, some of our money, and uh, maybe purchasing a home to rent while we're there to rent out or an additional investment. Uh, we still have, of course, still have the house in Indianapolis so that we're not that, feel that we have to go and buy a house when we move to Fort Devons because we do have that investment. Um, we're putting in, and I don't know, may have told you this, putting in new carpet in the house in Indianapolis. Uh, back, oh, I don't know, last October, I guess, the manager wrote and said that, that carpet in the back hall was really worn and just wasn't didn't look nice anymore well it wasn't looking nice when we left three and a half years ago and that celery was really a poor choice to put back there so the tenants who are in the house now he's uh, works with a vacuum cleaner company or something but anyway he has contacts in the carpet business and that he could get uh, new carpet the living room, dining room, and that back hall um, could get new carpet with pad uh, installed and all for about $700, which we thought was a good deal because I remember when we did that one of the back bedrooms, the only bedroom that hadn't been carpeted after we moved into the house, I think it cost us around $230. So we thought the $700 was a pretty good deal. And he sent us some um, swatches of carpet, and we picked out what we wanted, and getting a kind of a a brown, not a dark brown, but kind of a medium brown color, which should wear well. So they were supposed to be putting that into the house. Luckily, we already had enough money profit from our rent that that will cover it, and we're not going to be out any pocket expenses. But I'm still waiting to get our statement for the last quarter from, uh, from our manager so I can see, you know, was it going this year's income tax or next year's and and whatever. We're still lacking a lot of records for uh, filing income tax. I don't know if I told you or not that the IRS is auditing us right now from uh, two years ago, I guess, what, 81 return. Um, They said, I did not claim the income I made working for Big Bend Community College as income and so they're charging me the, in- the uh, income tax on that plus interest which I think was five or six hundred dollars and uh, so I wrote them a note saying that um, Americans residing overseas not working for the U.S. government if they've been residing overseas 18 months do not have to pay income tax on their earnings and I have gotten a note saying they are in receipt of my letter and that, you know, thank you for your reply, but I haven't heard anything from it. So that would be horrible if we'd have to ante up that money. Uh, Daddy, you're talking about the Super Bowl telecast. Yes, we did get it here. In fact, it came on at 10:30, and there are a few uh, TVs on post like um, the Rec Center has one and The VIP suite um, has one on post, which is a visiting quarters for Colonels and above. And um, the club has a TV. So Jim went in at 10.30 to watch the game. He didn't get home till after two, and then he had to get up and go to work at six. So he was tired Monday night, but I guess he felt like it was worth it. He had duty the night of the, all the bowl games on the second so he enjoyed having duty that night he got to be there and see all the games but Kristen had called us that afternoon she's sitting on pins and needles wanting to know where we were gone and going and she was real disappointed when I told her we weren't coming to Indianapolis we could have gone to Indianapolis if we'd wanted to but our feeling was that we lived in Indianapolis and you know, Jim doesn't have that many more tours left before he retires. And we'd kind of like to go somewhere and see some places we've never seen before. Because, you know, face it, we've been stationed two places in the States and there's, we haven't really experienced that much in the States. So it'll be nice, I think, to, to be in New England. I think there'll be an awful lot there to, um, to see and do. And everybody we've talked to says, you know, it's just a beautiful area. Just have to manage through the winters. Um, so enjoy enjoyed talking to her and everything, so I, she was going to call you all and, you know, tell you. I'm sure that's where you got the news. So that's all I have to say about, um, uh, responding to your tape, I think. So now I'll tell the news. Uh, let's see, what's the news? The weather. Okay, that's always a good topic. Um, sunny out today gorgeous day. Uh, the high today is supposed to be around 50. Uh, the lows are getting into the 30s. And I went out, and I think, it what, 8.30 eight this morning, the man said it was 39 degrees outside. I've uh, got some clothes hanging out on the line, drying, and it's awful cold getting them out this morning. Uh, it's not, we don't have enough daylight, or really enough, um, sunlight in this clothesline now, and. And I'll to dry more than one load a day, not like the summer where you, know, you can get two or three loads done, one right after the other. And I have to stick to like underwear and thin things that'll dry easily, you know. Heavy things won't dry, so I'm still using the dryer a good bit, but I try not to use it any more than I have to. We've had so much rain this morning, it's really been a relief to see the sun for the last few days. That well, I say this month. January has been a really wet month. Normally, November's a wet month. And November wasn't wet this year. And January has been wet. But the temperatures have been really nice. We have been having days up in the mid-50s, and then getting down into you know the 40s at night, which really nice. It's been saving on our gasolio a lot, too, which you know every little bit helps. Um, so it's been a nice winter. Winters like this I like. They've really been nice. Um, the days are getting a little bit longer now. I can, in fact, I mentioned to the girls when they were, they leave for school at 725, and as they were leaving this morning, I said, oh, I said, look how light it is out. Because it seems just, well, it was just a few weeks ago, it was pitch black when they were going to school. And they have a period in there right before, about oh, a week before Christmas break, and a week or two afterwards, that it's pitch black when they go to school. And uh, I'm glad that, you know, it's lightened up some. I don't like sending them to school in the dark. Uh, Lauren is, sti- <coughs> by the way, is still as slow as ever getting dressed. She took forever this morning because she didn't like what I laid out for her to wear. She had picked her own clothes out, but the only thing is the shirt she picked, she wears at least once a week. She'd wear it more if I let her. And so I picked a sweater out that she hasn't worn all year at all and a shirt to go under and she bust and fumed all morning long that she didn't want to wear the sweater. And I told her, I'm sorry, I said, you wear it today. At least wear it once and if you don't want to wear it anymore we'll put it up for brother. It's just one of those unisex IZOD type sweaters with a stripe in it and you know he'll be able to wear it. Um, so what else is happening? Well Jim like I said is working long hours. Um, he's gonna be started scuba diving again in March. I think they plan to there's gonna start another basic course and I think he's gonna be helping out a little bit. All the ones that scuba dive now are gonna be able to dive with the people who are learning and, and help out. He wants me to take a scuba course and learn how. But I told him, you know, it's been so many years since I've swum that I just don't think I have st- stamina right now to take it. I need to get back into swimming condition, need to be around a pool and get out and swim a lot because you have to be able to swim like, I don't know, 200, 300 yards. Um, and I just told him, I said, I don't think I had the stamina to do that. Um, I have been doing Richard Simmons exercises at every day, just about, I rarely miss a day, maybe one or two days a week, uh, for half an hour, which has really helped my stamina, I can tell. and. Uh, But I haven't lost any inches or anything. And that's what bothers me because I've been doing Richard Simmons now off and on for several months. And I haven't lost anything. Of course, I keep thinking too, uh, considering all the Christmas eating and everything I did, I didn't gain any weight. So, you know, maybe that instead of, I would have gained had I not been doing Richard Simmons. Uh, Let's see, with the kids, the girls got their report cards Wednesday and they were both excellent. Um, Susan had improved in one place. she got gone from a C in arts to a B and from what I understand Mr. Wentz gave all the kids a C in art and all the kids a C in music and it hurt Susan's feelings because she says you know here I play the piano and I know a lot of the music and all and he gives me a C just like he gives everybody else which I agree does not seem very fair but like I told her I says you know, grades in art and music are not important. I said, so what if you get a C, you know, don't worry about it, it's not important. Well, she was real excited she came up to a B in art. But one thing that did disturb me was she went from an S, which is satisfactory, to an S minus in respects others. So I'm gonna have to talk to her teacher and see exactly, you know, what it is she's doing. She's not a very nice person to people she doesn't like kids she doesn't like like they'll see her out will be out somewhere and say hi Susan and she won't speak or anything she'll just ignore him and I'd say well why didn't you speak you know and, well he's a creep I don't like him or I don't like her and I try to explain to her you know you should be nice to everybody you don't have to be buddy buddy and and friends with everybody but if people are nice enough to speak to you you should return the favor and speak to them but well, she's a, a weird kid Uh, In fact, they're all weird kids, they take after their dad, I guess. Um, So she got a good report card, and uh, Lauren got a very good report card. She, I think, I think she improved maybe in one area, went from an S to an S plus, but or maybe, no, I guess it was the same report card maybe, or maybe she improved in one place, but it was still an, an excellent report card. She did very well. Uh, I don't know if I told you or not, she started taking piano lessons about two or three weeks ago, and she really likes it, but I have yet to see her sit down and practice anything. Um, trying to tell her, you know, you need to sit down and, and practice what you've been learning. But they're both taking um, two days a week back-to-back lessons on Monday and Friday. Well, she seems to enjoy it. I did want her to start with this teacher because I thought she would get a good background. I have been imp- uh, impressed with. Um, the way she teaches. And I wanted Lauren to get this background rather than waiting to get to the States. And Lauren's best little friend, Julie, around the corner takes two. Uh, Julie, however, is a year older than Lauren, even though they're in the same grade. And her birthday's on Christmas. Her mother didn't start her. She kept her back uh, at first grade. And so let's see what else with Lauren. She's going to go have her speech tested again. I had mentioned to her teacher that I wanted her to have her speech retested because when we had had the meeting with the speech therapist last year, he said, you know, he didn't see anything physically wrong with her speech, that it was immaturity of just her mouth mouth parts that certain sounds she's not supposed to be able to say till she's six and so others that she's not supposed to really be able mature enough to uh, say correctly till she's eight so we were going to have her tested again when she's six to see if she's still uh, doing okay so I just filled the form out for that and sent it in this week I think maybe yesterday or, or Wednesday and so I imagine she'll be tested pretty soon but her problem I feel like is that She's just got the enlarged adenoids, and they make her sound like she's talking through her nose all the time. But the pediatrician here says, oh no, not the pediatrician, the ear, nose, and throat person said, you know, as long as they're not causing uh, sickness, then don't have them taken out. So maybe it's just one of those things that, as she grows larger, maybe the older, the adenoids will shrink, I don't know. but I did want to have her tested again and, and see if her speech was still progressing okay. She's still, you know, smooth and ho, and, you know, her use, she's not saying er, she's saying oo. Lord, uh, she's doing better with her S's now, you know, not thrusting as much with her tongue, but I still feel like she's a tongue thruster. And, uh, you know, that that needs correction too. Um, what else about Lauren? Still slow as molasses, still space queen. She can send her in to do something in her room, say, Lauren, go do this. And she's just, she gets sidetracked at her dresser or something and she's doing off in another world, doing something and no more knows what she was sent in there to do than the man in the moon. Um, I'm gonna talk to her teacher next Tuesday. I may have told you Tuesday morning is my morning to go in and. Um, help out in her class and when I see her teacher break I'm going to ask him about sending her to the second grade for reading. She is just so much shoulder head and shoulders above those kids in the class when it comes to reading and reading skills that she's really being held back because she brings library books home from the school library and she reads to me at night and she's doing great. I mean, you know, just fantastic. The word she... She stumbles over a really difficult words like incubator, you know. uh, But she's just so much better than the other kids in the class in reading, because I know I take some of them individually, they they read to me. Um, As part of my helping out, I take them and help them tutor them individually in their reading. And um, even in her own group, some of the kids are just She's just way above those in her own group. So I really do want her to to go to the second grade and be challenged a little bit. Uh, Let's see what with Trey now. Um, Trey is maybe calming down a little bit, I hope. Uh, You know, he couldn't get any more rambunctious. He um, had a problem with his potty training, not his potty training so much, his bowel training. Back in December, he started reverting um, back to remember when you all were here we were bow training him how he would stain his his pants and wouldn't go we couldn't get him to go well early december this started again he he wouldn't tell me he had to go but he'd he'd stain his pants and it was like you know how it was four and five times in the afternoon changing his underwear and eventually when i I, I'd put him on the pot, and I'd say, hey, this has got to stop, go, and he'd go. I mean, in three seconds, he was going, and I couldn't figure out for the life of me, you know, why he was doing this. Um, and this went on for, oh, all through December, it went on, you know, just a real mess, and I was losing my patience with him, I was telling him, you know, you do it again, Trey, every time you go in your pants, I'm going to spank you, because there's no excuse for it." And he'd get to where, well, he'd, he'd stain once and then I'd put him on the pot and he'd go, but still he was staining. Well, early January, he started not going for days at a time. He stopped the staining and he stopped going for days at a time. And, uh, you know, he'd go two or three days and finally I'd just sit him down and say, you have got to go. And I'd have to bribe him with candy or something. But well, when we first went on our ski trip in early January, he had gone five days without going and I'd put him on the pot and I'd say, Trey go, I don't have to, Trey go, I don't have to and I, you know couldn't make him go. So finally when we got up to Birch's garden, Jim said, well Trey I'm not gonna take you outside and play in the snow because you hadn't gone potty and this was you know after five days He of him, he's not going. So he said, oh, well I'll go and went and put him on the potty and he went right away. Of course did a bodacious amount but uh, having that problem with him of going for days at a time. What I've got here now is a little bag of chocolate chips and when he goes, you know, he gets chocolate chips. And I was, I'd let him go maybe a couple or three days to see what would happen and, you know, if he would go by himself and he wouldn't, I'd say, okay, you want some chocolate chips? And he'd say, yeah, and he'd go sit right away and go on the potty. But the last, I don't know, three or four days though, he has come to me in the afternoon and said, I have to go potty and he's been going. So he's been going on a daily basis now and he isn't staining anymore, so maybe the problem is solved. Um, He still wears pampers to bed at night. He wakes up soaked. Um, He's really reverted from when he first got trained because all during the summer and everything, when he was first trained, he would um, wake up dry, I don't know, maybe two or three nights, two or three mornings a week. in fact there were a few nights there we even you know we put let him go to sleep in big boy pants and we tell him okay you can't wet and he sure enough he'd wake up in the morning he'd be dry but uh i'd say within the last oh i don't know two or three months i can count on one hand the number of times he's waking up dry and he seems to think that if he has a pamper on it's all right to wet and i keep telling him you know well you know mentioning all his friends well they don't wear pampers at night you know they don't wet at night and they wear big boy pants at night and he says well when I get to be a daddy I'll wear big boy pants. <laughs> and I keep thinking you can't wait that long kid. And so I don't know what I'm going to do with him. Uh, Camilla I think was saying she was having the same problem with Nathan. He's just turned four in January and back uh, Trey went to his birthday party. His first first birthday party he'd ever been to and she said When it came time to eat cake and ice cream said all the kids sat down at the table to eat and trey said nope he didn't want any he wanted to go play and he went back in nathan's room and sat there and played of course when it got time for me to pick him up bring him home then he wanted cake and ice cream so camilla was nice enough to send some cake home for me told her i had ice cream in the freezer but you know just strange child um but anyway so back to the the potty training The pediatrician had told her here that, uh, don't worry about them wearing pampers at night until they get to be four, and then, you know, they should be able to wear pants at night and not wet. Now, I know you had a lot of problems with John, having him wet the bed and and having to get him up at night and whatever. I guess maybe when the weather gets, Warmer, and he's not wearing that heavy sleeper that you have to take off and all to take him to go to the bathroom uh, I may try to start him out in big boy pants again and really talk it all up and Then just wake him up or take him to the bathroom or do something with him before we go to bed at night And let him tee tee and then maybe he'll wake up dry and see how that works, but it's um, You know, it's a real pain in the rear plus when you have to travel, you know knowing you have to take Pampers with you so he's doing well. He's starting how to, learning how to write his ABCs, um, and he's writing his name a little bit, and at least some of the letters in his name. And uh, He discovered the record player yesterday afternoon. He, uh, I said something to him about, you know, you ought to listen to some records, and you know, when Susan and Lauren were your age, they were starting to listen to records. So he went in, when I brought him home from school yesterday, he went in there, and, oh, for about, hour and a half two hours he sat there the whole time and listened to records and uh, just really did like them and then this morning he got up he wanted to listen to more records so he went back there and listened to more records which you know I'd rather he did that than watch TV and normally the first thing he does when he gets up in the morning he wants to go watch TV and I said nope no way so it's nice that he's going to listen to the records now uh, don't he hasn't really gotten the knack yet of when you hear the little bell or the chime or whatever turning the page. He's still getting a little lost on that, but I'm glad that he's he's starting to listen to the records. I guess I could let him probably listen to some of the tapes too. Um, however, they, they might just be a tad old for him. I don't know, we'll have to try on that. He's already talking about when he gets four, he's going around all the time holding up four fingers, saying, that's how many I'm gonna be. You know, I'm gonna be four in a few minutes. I said, no, not a few minutes few months, you know, when you get to the States, you'll be four. So he's all excited about being four. He's finally started growing a little bit. He's outgrowing some of his clothes. I sent some to Anne, some pants and things he'd outgrown um, when I sent Tripp's birthday gift. He's pretty much into four shirts. The three shirts are getting a little bit short in the sleeves and he still is, the three pants are a good fit on him. He's, what he's really outgrowing are the twos <laughs> he was wearing. Um, so well, a couple of the threes are getting just maybe a tad short on him. But then some of the other threes are a tad long, so it just depends on the pants. Um, I know I ordered him some stuff at a Sears sale catalog yesterday. They have some nice corduroy pants that are lined with the flannel. And I ordered him some fours for Nick. Both teams are ready to go. Of
1: course,